0: A blessed sabbath day to everyone. We are truly thankful and happy that we are able to assemble together as the people of Yahuwah in the precious name of his son Yahusha HaMashiach. We are also praising Yahuwah today because we were able to successfully observe the feast of trumpets. As we all know the blowing of trumpets has a great significance. It calls upon the people of Yahuwah to gather together and to continue to praise and worship father. However, it also means that we are called upon to repent and to prepare for the day of atonement. The day of atonement is one of Yahuwah's Moedim. It's an appointed time, an important significant time in which we ought to continue to reflect upon our life and what we do so that when we observe the day of atonement, when we rehearse When we memorialize and reflect upon the significance of this day, we will be nourished spiritually and be able to approach Abba in a way that pleases and acceptable to him. So we need to understand what we ought to do in preparation for the day of atonement. And so let's go ahead and look through scriptures According to the writings of Moses, what is the day of atonement about? and What is our responsibility on that significant day? Let's read the book of Leviticus 23, 27 to 29. On exactly the 10th day of the seventh month is the day of atonement. It shall be a holy convocation for you. And you shall humble yourselves and present an offering by fire to Yahuwah. You shall not do any work on this same day. For it is a day of atonement to make atonement on your behalf before Yahuwah your God. If there is any person who will not humble himself on the same day, he shall be cut off from his people. So what is the purpose of the day of atonement? The Bible says long ago, the purpose of the day of atonement led by the high priest is to provide atonement for the people of Israel atonement represents not only the covering, but the removal of our sin. This is significant in the work of redemption and the work of restoration. This is why the day of atonement is something that we are to be thankful for, because through it, we can approach Yahuwah as his sons and daughters. However, what is our responsibility when we observe the day of atonement? The Bible says we have to humble ourselves. And so between now and the day we observe the Day of Atonement, which is this Tuesday, October the 4th, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, let us practice humbling ourselves. Why must we practice humbling ourselves? Because the Bible says those who do not humble themselves will be cut off from his people this is why this is not a light matter this is significant this is why we're studying this lesson today we want to make sure that as we memorialize as we reflect upon the day of atonement our hearts are properly humbled before yahuwah how do some practice humbling themselves there are people who fast we call it spiritual fasting It's good to practice fasting. As a matter of fact, in the New Testament, the Holy Scriptures calls the Day of Atonement the fast. That is how they chose to name this day, this Moedim. And so to fast is something that we can do to prepare for the Day of Atonement. However, if we're going to practice fasting or doing without food, we ought to check with our medical practitioners, our doctors, to make sure our bodies are physically equipped to handle this kind of stress in our body. Nevertheless, it is not food or without food that is important when it comes to humbling ourselves. What is most important when it comes to humbling ourselves, which we must practice, especially on the Day of Atonement. Let's read the book of James 4, 8 to 10. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Want to pause there for a while? The day of atonement is all about approaching God. Yahuwah invites us to go to him, to be near him, especially on the day of atonement. That's why on that day, the most holy place is open to the high priest. Yahuwah wants his people to approach him. But before this can happen, what does the Bible say? Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves before Yahuwah and he will lift you up in honor. Bible says on the Day of Atonement, we must humble ourselves. How can we humble ourselves? How can we practice this essential part of approaching Yahuwah Abba? Bible says, We have to wash our hands, that's number one, and we have to purify our hearts. What does it mean that we wash our hands? We have to stop committing sin before Yahuwah, our loving Abba. And so this is about action. It's not just about saying, I repent from my sins. It is about doing what Yahuwah wants and not doing what Yahuwah does not want us to do. But that's not enough. Bible says, "Yes, we have to wash our hands, but what also must we do? The Bible says, purify your hearts. This is what it truly means to humble ourselves. We must practice purifying our hearts. Brethren, do we know how to purify our hearts? What does it mean? to purify our hearts? The Bible says, "Let there be tears." for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. In other words, humbling ourselves is all about grieving because of our sins. This is not something we normally practice. When people lose a loved one, they grieve. When people lose a job, they grieve. When they get sick, they grieve. But when was the last time we grieved Because we committed sin. It's not a practice that we typically have. We normally don't think about sin. But the Bible says to purify our heart, to humble ourselves, require that we practice this work of grieving because of our sins before Yahuwah Elohim. This is one of the purposes of the Day of Atonement. It is so that we can rehearse grieving for our sin because sin something that we must do away with the truth is every day we should practice grieving our sin but especially when we approach the day of atonement because that day signifies the act of our king yahushua when he died on the cross this is why as people of god we should be grieving for our sins but do you know why it's not natural and Easy for people today to grieve over their sins. The reason why is because we are under the grace and the power of the shed blood of Yahusha. And we have taken for granted what he has done. Because we are abusing what Yahusha has done. When he paid for the sins that we are guilty of. In other words, there's a tendency... To kind of abuse the love of our King Yahushua. This is why the Day of Atonement celebration is a good time for us to look back at what the people of God used to do so that their sins can be forgiven, which is what we take for granted today. And so people no longer grieve the sins that they've done. And so during the days of the ancient Israelites, during the days of our ancient ancestors, what did the people practice? When their sins, when they have committed sins, let's read the book of Leviticus chapter 4, 27 to 29. If a member of the community sins unintentionally and does what is forbidden in any of Yahuwah's commands, he is guilty. When he is made aware of the sin he committed, he must bring as his offering for the sin he committed, a female goat without defect. He is to lay his hand On the head of the sin offering and slaughter it at the place of the burnt offering during the days of ancient Israel. If you were were a member of the community and you become aware of your sins, you have to do something about that. And what they were required to do is not just to pray and to repent. They had to do something That cost them a lot. You notice what was required of someone who commits even one sin, one who does not obey the commands of Yahuwah. What is required during the days of ancient Israel when you are when you commit sin? The Bible says you have to get a goat to offer to Yahuwah as a sin offering. When the Bible says you have to give a goat, that's part of your 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 wealth right because back then that's what they did they had livestock and it's expensive when you have to give a goat I mean if we consider uh, the days today and compare it to what it was before perhaps the value of one goat could represent like maybe your pay or your wages for a month but the Bible says it's not just a female goat what kind of goat must it be it must be a goat without deep That's rare. Typically, all goats have defect, but the one to be offered for a sin offering must be a goat without defect. And so that's costly. It requires sacrifice. Not only that, what must they do with the goat? They have to go to the place where it is burned. So they have to travel to the tabernacle, they have to travel to the temple to offer that goat. But what also was required from the people who are guilty of sin? The Bible says they have to slaughter it themselves. Can you imagine having to kill that goat that you were caring for? You know what the purpose of that was? To teach the people of Israel that sin is costly. That there's redemption that must take place because of sin. This is just for one sin. And so every time they would slaughter that goat, you know what they would feel? Grief. And so they would associate that grief with sin. And so they learned to grieve because of their sin. And so when we practice today, repentance, sometimes we take for granted what the people of Israel used to do. And so on the Day of Atonement, brethren, let us not take for granted what our King Yahusha did for us. What did he do for us? Because he paid for our sins when he died. And became the high priest to offer his blood for our sake. We no longer have to do all of this. But let's not take it for granted. Because sometimes we abuse the kindness of our King Yahusha. Let us take the time to grieve our sins. So that we can wash our hearts because when we don't wash our hearts and purify our hearts, it becomes hard. And when it becomes hard, we can no longer feel the Holy Spirit. And Yahuwah cannot approach us and relate with us. We are thankful for the Day of Atonement because it marks the work of atoning for our sins. However, does it mean that we are now, we now have the license to commit sin? What is the purpose of our King Yahusha? In removing our sins from us. Let's read the book of First John. Chapter 3, 4 to 6. Everyone who sins is breaking God's law. For all sin is contrary to the law of God. want to pause there for a while. Bible defines for us what sin is. All sin is contrary to the law of God. Sin is defined as breaking the law of God. The commandments of God. This is in the New Testament. So even in the New Testament. The Bible tells us. That sin is defined as the breaking of the Ten Commandments of Yahuwah Abba. The Bible says all people are guilty of sin. But verse 5 says, and you know that Yahushua came to take away our sins. And there is no sin in him. And so the Day of Atonement, which is all about Yahusha's work as high priest, removing our sin from us, is what we acknowledge, reflect upon, and are thankful for. However, after atoning for our sin, what does our King Yahushua expect from us? Verse 6, anyone who continues to live in him will not sin. But anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him or understand who he is. According to scriptures, what is the purpose of our King Yehusha? In removing our sins by atoning for our sins. Bible says Yahushua expects us to live in him. And so the way we live our life ought to reflect our appreciation of the great sacrifice atoning for our sins. In other words, we ought to live our life by removing sin from our life. Because that's what our King Yerusha died for. He died so that the infection and contamination of sin would not destroy our life, Yahuwah hates sin. Yahusha hates sin. He died so that we can be free of sin. Who are we to live in sin? This is why as people of Yahuwah, we need to practice every day purifying our hearts, cleansing our hearts so that we don't end up hardening our hearts because sin has consequences. Do you know what our King Yahusha said about Sin. Which is why we ought to take seriously the destruction of sin in our life. What did King Yahusha teach us about sin when he was here on earth? Let's read what it says in Matthew 25:29 29 to 30. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. This was our King Yahushua. And he was speaking about sin. You notice he did not take sin lightly, right? He did not say you don't have to worry about sin. I got you covered, which is true. He does have us covered. Because his shed blood not only covers for our sins, he removes the sin from our life. This was shown in one of the ceremonies During the Day of Atonement when they have the scapegoat and it was taken away from the community, right? And so it's a picture of Yahushua covering our sin, removing our sin. That's what the Day of Atonement is all about. However, it doesn't mean that after our King Yahushua washed us and cleansed us that we have a license to commit sin. No, Yahushua says, be careful of sin. Why? Because sin will destroy our life. And so what did he teach us about sin? He says, if your eye causes you to sin, what are we supposed to do? Gouge it out. Throw it away. If our right hand causes us to sin, what are we supposed to do? Cut it off and throw it away. Is our King Yahushua teaching us to mutilate ourselves? No. What is his purpose in this statement? To take seriously what sin can do in our life, brethren, if we are not aggressive. When it comes to removing sin in our life, if we allow it to grow and reign in our hearts, it will destroy us. It's much more deadly than cancer. When we know we have cancer in our body, we want to remove it. But cancer only destroys the body. Sin destroys the body and the soul. Yahushua knows. Sin destroys. Nothing good comes out of sin. And so Yahusha says, remove it from our life. We need to take the problem of sin seriously. Why? What became of the world, the earth, because of sin? Let's read Isaiah 24, 4 to 6. The earth dries up and withers. The whole world grows weak. Both earth and sky decay. The people have defiled the earth by breaking God's laws and by violating the covenant he made to last forever. So God has pronounced a curse on the earth. Its people are paying for what they have done. Fewer and fewer remain alive. According to scriptures, what is the effect of sin? Bible says the earth has been defiled by the people breaking God's laws and violating the covenant. You know what this covenant is all about? Bible says it's a covenant that should be lasting forever. And an everlasting covenant has a mediator. What is his name? The mediator of this covenant that ought to last forever. It is our king, Yahushua. Many people today profess to be Christians. Many people today believe that Yahushua died for them. But the question is, are we keeping our end of the covenant? Because when it comes to a covenant, Yahuwah and Yahushua have their part, and we have Our part. Isn't that what a covenant is all about? And so, Yeshua did his part. Yahushua did his part. Are we doing our part? Well, what is our part? In the covenant that has been given to us, it is to uphold, to obey the laws of God. What is that law? The Ten Commandments. But it's so sad. That even amongst people who profess Christianity, they say the Ten Commandments is no longer needed. The Ten Commandments is obsolete. But the Bible says it's part of the everlasting covenant that Yahuwah has established with us. Yahuwah gave us Yahusha so that we can be empowered to obey the Ten Commandments, not to call it obsolete. And because people have rejected the Ten Commandments, people have committed sin. What has happened upon the whole earth? The whole earth has been defiled. The whole earth is under the curse of Yahuwah. And what is happening now that reflect that? The Bible says the whole world grows weak. Both earth and sky decay. Is this not what we are observing today? You go to different parts of the earth and what do we find? Evidence of the earth getting weak. The sky decaying. The earth decaying. You go to one place, you find floods. Another place, you find fires. Another place, earthquakes. Another place, storms and typhoons. Wherever we go, the earth decaying is what we see. Everything happening today is because the earth is under the curse. Because people have rejected the Ten Commandments. This is why the whole world grows weak. And even the people who consider themselves to be strong, they also have grown weak. People are paying for the sins that they have done. Fewer and fewer people remain alive. We have to take sin seriously because that's the root cause of the demise of people and of the demise of earth. It should be atoned for. And so when this world is experiencing turmoil because of war and rumors of war, because of disease all over the world, what is Yahuwah doing? It's like he's shaking the world. He wants us to humble ourselves. He wants us to stop relying on people and to start relying on him, which begins with true repentance. And so what does Yehovah Abba call us to do? In preparation for that day when he will send his beloved son. Joel, chapter 2, verse 13. Don't tear your clothing in your grief, but tear your hearts instead. Return to Yahuwah your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and Filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not punish. What must we do? Now that we can see and even feel the earth being shaken to its core. All of us should engage in true repentance. And this is what the Day of Atonement is about. It's about practicing true repentance. What is true repentance about? What does it begin with? It begins by tearing our hearts. Grieving. Because of sin. It is one thing. We ought to learn. From the day of atonement. Is to appreciate and be thankful for what Yahusha did. To the point that we feel grief.
1: When we commit sin. We need to show that to the father. And to Yahusha. That is a gift. That we can give. To our king. To say to him. My king. Messiah, I know what you went through. Because of me. You died. Because of my sin. And so I will grieve the
0: sin. That put you on the cross. We need to practice that. We need to rend. Or tear our hearts. why, So that we can practice true repentance. That is preached. By all the messengers of Yahuwah. What is the purpose of Yahuwah in calling us to repent? You notice what Yahuwah says? He says, return to Yahuwah, your God. That's the goal of repentance. In fact, we cannot call it complete repentance unless it bears the fruit of true repentance, and the fruit of true repentance is to return to Yahuwah. This whole work of the day of atonement and tabernacles together the whole purpose of that is to bring us to yahuwah that's what the day of atonement is all about yahuwah wants to bring people to himself but it begins with atonement it begins with true repentance in our heart grieve our sin brethren repent from our sin and then return to yahuwah do you know how much yahuwah wants us To return to him, to be close to him, to be near him. Do you know what he had to do? He gave up his son, Yahushua, our king. And what did his son do? What was the purpose of Yahuwah in giving up his son? Let's read Hebrews chapter 9 and the verses 12. This is what it says. When Christ went through the tent and entered once and for all into the most holy place. He did not take the blood of goats and bulls to offer us a sacrifice. Rather, he took his own blood and obtained eternal salvation for us. What was the purpose of Yahuwah in
1: sending forth his son? To die.
0: So that by his blood, we can obtain eternal salvation. Atone for our sins. This is what the most holy place is all about. We remember. The tabernacle, it had the holy place and the most holy place. In the most holy place, the high priest goes there once a year. But this high priest, his name is Yahushua. He did something no other high priest was able to do. You know what was that? He did not go to the most holy place here on earth. He went to the most holy place in heaven. And you know what he did in heaven? His own blood he gave for our sins a great tabernacle, a perfect sacrifice. What was the purpose of this? Our sins was cleansed. This is why we ought to reflect upon the purpose of atonement. The day of atonement is about reflecting. What is the purpose of atonement? Yahushua died so that we can be atoned for. What did it do? What did it do for us? Number one, like from what we read, it cleansed us forever of our sins it cleansed us this is why because we have been cleansed by sin we ought to be allergic to sin we ought to grieve when sin approaches but that's not only the cleansing part that the atonement has done for us what also has the atoning blood of our king yahushua done for each and every one let's read what it says in the passage romans 5 9 down to 11 and since we have been made right in god's sight by the blood of christ he will certainly save us from god's condemnation for since our friendship with god was restored by the death of his son while we were still enemies he will certainly be saved we will certainly be saved through the life of his son so now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with god because our lord jehushua christ has made us friends
1: of God. Brethren, our
0: working Yahusha was sent by Yahuwah. And they both had a purpose. Yahuwah knows he sacrificed his son. Yahusha knows he sacrificed his life. Why? Not only so that we will be cleansed. Not only so that we will be saved. But so that we can have a new
1: relationship. With our father Yahuwah. We need to reflect upon that brothers and sisters.
0: That's why when we look at the next slide. When we consider what atonement is all about. It's not just about being cleansed. It's not just about being saved from the wrath of Yahuwah. Yahuwah gave up his son. So that we. Number three. Can have that relationship with our father. This is why. Why? If we want our repentance to be complete, it must involve returning to Yahuwah. When Yahuwah gave up his son for atoning, it's because he wants people to be brought to himself. To have that relationship with him. Yahuwah wants that relationship with us. Let us engage in it. You know how our father Yahuwah showed and demonstrated his desire to have a relationship with us? Let's read what it says in the book of Matthew 27, 50 to 51. Yahushua again gave a loud cry, breathe his last. Then the curtain hanging in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split apart. How did Yahuwah, our almighty Elohim in heaven, demonstrate and show to the people of the world how much he wants people to have a relationship with him, to be close to him? Bible says when Yahusha breathed his last, when he died on the cross, what happened to the curtain hanging in the temple? Bible says it was torn into two. You know what that curtain was? It was what separated the holy place from the most holy place. When Yahusha breathed his last, when he died, it was torn into. And the book of Matthew tells us how it was torn, not from bottom to top, but from top to bottom, indicating it was Yahuwah who did this, not man. This was not by accident, but by purpose, because Yahuwah wants to send a message. What is that message? Yahuwah is telling the people, I gave up my son, that you can be my sons and my daughters to approach me. That curtain is no longer in the way. Why is that curtain no longer in the way? Let's read the book of Hebrews 10, 19 to 22. We have then, my friends, complete freedom to go into the most holy place by means of the death of Yahushua. He opened for us a new way, a living way through the curtain that is through his own body. We have a great high priest in charge of the house of God. So let us come near to God with a sincere heart and a sure faith with hearts that have been purified from a guilty conscience and with bodies washed with clean water. Brethren, I want you to look at this passage and I want you to fix your eyes upon that sentence. that phrase that says complete freedom to go into the most holy place. You know, if we were to say this to the people of ancient Israel. During the days of the Israelites, they would shudder in fear. They would say that it's impossible. You know why? Because the people of Israel, every time they would go to the tabernacle. And the tabernacle was composed of two parts, right? The holy place and the most holy place. Who are the only ones who can go to the holy place? A regular Israelite would not be able to go to the holy place. Only the priests, the descendants of Aaron, they're the only ones who can go to the holy place. None of the others can go to the holy place. And not all the priests can go to the most holy place. Who's the only one? The high priest. And the high priest, the only one who can go to the most holy place. He can only go there how many times? Once a year on the day of atonement. Because in that day of atonement, Yahuwah descends from heaven. And he fills the Ark of the Covenant and the tabernacle with his presence, witnessed by only the high priest. And anyone who would approach that place would die because of the glory of Yehovah and the holiness of his nature. The Bible is telling us, brethren, we have complete freedom. What was impossible, what was not dreamed of during the days of ancient Israel. The Bible says we have complete freedom to go into the most holy place. Not only once a year, but always. Why? Because of the death of Yahushua. What did the death of working Yahushua do for us? It opened for us a new way, a living way through the curtain. And so what Yahuwah is telling us now is this. Brethren. If we want to heed the message, the message of the day of atonement is this. Yahuwah wants us to draw near to him. And it's what atonement is all about. Atonement is not about punishment. When you think of atonement, what comes to mind? Covering, removing our sin so that we can approach Yahuwah. Brethren, we must approach Yahuwah Abba. That that is what James is all about. Come near to me and I will come near to you. Yahuwah was inviting us. Come near to me. He gave up his son so that we can do exactly that. Let us approach Yahuwah, come near to him with a sincere heart and a sure faith. And so, what must we do? After we have obtained redemption, after we are now close to Yahuwah Abba, let's read the book of Micah, chapter six and the verses eight. Know, O people, Yahuwah has told you what is good, and this is what he requires of you, to do what is right,
1: number one, to love mercy, number two, and to walk humbly with your God. Beloved brethren, if you still remember, the
0: complete work of repentance is not simply to stop our sin. The complete work of repentance is to be brought near, Yahuwah, to return into the arms of our father. And once we have done that, once we have returned to Yahuwah, what must we do? We must walk humbly
1: with him. Brothers and sisters, what greater blessing is there than to be invited by Yahuwah to walk with him? When Yahuwah speaks to our heart and says to us, my son, my daughter, walk with me. If you hear that voice today, say to the father, father, I will walk with you. But who am I
0: to walk with you? I am a sinner and you are holy. Because of your holiness, you cannot stand to see sin. Yahuwah says to us, I know my son. I know my daughter. That is why he gave up my son, Yahushua. By his shed blood, you can now approach me. Listen to that voice of Yahuwah. When you meditate and reflect in the days between now and the day of atonement, every day in our life, practice that. Listen to the voice of Yahuwah. And if you will listen intently, you will hear his voice. He will say to us, walk with me. Walk with me. When we humble ourselves, we will hear that voice. Yahuwah inviting us. Walk with me. When we hear that voice, walk with him. And while we're walking with him, what should we ask from Father? What should we ask from our almighty Yahuwah? Let's read the book of Psalm 25. This is what it says. Teach me your ways, O Yahuwah. Make them known to me. Teach me to live according to your truth. For you are my God who saves me. I always trust in you because Yehovah is righteous and good. He teaches sinners the path they should follow. He leads the humble in the right way and teaches them his will. With faithfulness and love, he leads all who keep his covenant and obey his commands. Do you know why? Yehovah wants us and invites us to walk with him
1: because he has much to tell us. When we have the privilege of being a son and daughter of father, we can learn a lot from him. What should we ask
0: from the father? Let us ask the father to teach us his ways. When you walk with someone, you get to learn that person in an intimate way. You get to learn so many things from that person. That's what a walk is all about. Yahuwah gave up his son, to was torn for our sins, so that we can continue to learn from the Father. Ask him, Father, what do you want me to learn? What do you want me to know? When we are with Yahuwah, we will know what is right. We will know his will in every part of our life. This is what we need, especially now. Why do we need all the more to walk with Yahuwah? Why must we always think of him? Let's read the final passage of our studies today in Psalm 16, 5 to 6. You, Yahuwah, are all I have, and you give me all I need. My future is in your hands. How wonderful are your gifts to me, how good they are. I am always aware of Yahuwah's presence. He is near and nothing. Nothing can shake me. You will show me the path that leads to life. Your presence fills me with joy and brings me pleasure forever. When we walk with Yahuwah, when we are in his presence, when we're
1: always aware of him, the Bible says, nothing can shake me. The whole world right now is being shaken.
0: There's violence and war, poverty and hardship. Sickness and disease, disasters, earthquakes, volcanoes, typhoons, storms, fires, droughts. The earth is falling apart, it is withering, it is being shaken to its core. The Bible says, Those who walk with Yahuwah, nothing can shake them. Because when we are in the midst of our Father Yahuwah, what shall we experience? Your presence fills me with joy and brings me pleasure forever.
1: Blessed are those who are able to say what David said. You, Yahuwah, are all I have. If Yahuwah is all we have, does not matter what we do not have. Because if Yahuwah is with us, by our side, we can overcome all things. This is the goal
0: of atonement. Atonement is not just to cleanse us of our sins. Atonement is not just for our salvation, no. Atonement is for us to be brought near the Father, to have that relationship with him. And that relationship brings joy, joy that cannot be fathomed, cannot be compared with anything here on earth. Let us stand and we shall pray together. Everlasting Father, Yahuwah, Abba in heaven, thank you
1: so much. We can feel and we understand how much you love us.
0: We who are but clay in your hands, you breathe life into us. You formed us to become who we are now. You invite us to walk with you. It cost you your son. Father, teach us never to take for granted
1: what we have with you, a relationship with you. Before this, we were your adversaries and enemies.
0: But because of the shed blood of your son, not only have we become your friends, We have become your sons
1: and daughters. You are with us now. We know what this means. You want to take us to
0: where you are now. This is what we are preparing for. We take this time to reflect upon what you have done, what you continue to do. Soon we shall celebrate and observe the Day of Atonement.
1: Atonement? and your purpose for it
0: is to bring us near you. We are thankful, grateful for all this. Father, we ask you, continue please to prepare our hearts. Teach us to purify our hearts, to tear our hearts that we may grieve of sin, that we can be prepared to receive your presence once again. Our King Yahushua, thank you so much. You are in our midst now. You always are. We long for you. We need you. Willingly, you gave up yourself. You are supposed to be our high priest. But you, the high priest, gave up your own blood. Thankful we are indeed. You are our Messiah who seeks to continue to be with us despite of who we are. We are sinners before you. Help us never to take for granted the atoning grace of your blood. Mm -hmm. Teach us every day to remember you, to do our best to please you, and to please Father. Father, we beg you, may you bless our children. May you help them, Father, especially because in this day of age, many people take for granted your holy scriptures. There are people who have rejected you and they no longer believe in God. There are people who say it's not important to have a relationship with you. But this is the most important thing. Our children, as they grow up, being exposed to so much philosophies, so much wickedness, so many sources telling them what to do. Teach them to discern your voice. Speak to them.
1: Loving, I must speak to them, please, that they will know
0: and experience you to know your voice. That is the most precious thing. Redeem them, give them that experience so that they will all the more long for you. Father, we ask you, bless all the families, bless all the households. When we celebrate for the Day of Atonement, may you give us the opportunity to chase your goodness, Abba, that we will grow in faith in anticipation of that day you will send your son. Before we conclude our prayer now, those who may be sick, whatever may be their sickness or affliction, heal us, loving Abba. Send your Holy Spirit to do what doctors are unable to do, completely remove our afflictions, our disease, completely remove the sins in our heart and make us pure before you once again. We ask everything, loving Abba, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen. Amen. Us unfailing love and tender mercies overshadow us. The memory and peace of Yehusha Hamashiach strengthen us, and the constant companionship of the Ruach Kadash be with all of us now and forever.
1: Amen.